You know Jimmy Choo? Its parent company is Michael Kors, which is also the parent company of Versace. Together, they make up Capri Holdings, which was recently acquired by Tapestry, formerly known as Coach, which had previously purchased Kate Spade after it had already acquired Stuart Weitzman. If we add up all those transactions, you end up with a massive number, 14 billion 794 million, and one expansive luxury conglomerate, Tapestry Incorporated. Despite all this consolidation, the consumer experience remains fairly unchanged. Take a walk through the mall, and you might even think these brands are competitors. So what's driving this merger mania in the fashion industry? The state of M&A in fashion, it really is what it's adding to that specific company. They're investing in future growth rates and being able to see that you can capitalize on what a brand is and enhance your own stature can create for a win-win scenario. Right now, the future is all about size. There's consolidation because you have to be part of a big company. And that has been the opposite of what luxury has been about for decades. What these companies are doing is basically mirroring LVMH, Richemont, Keering, the big three, which own dozens of brands and have shown that the only way to survive is to be big, but also create the illusion that you're small and special. High interest rates, sticky inflation, and the return of student loan payments are just a few of the problems straining business balance sheets and reducing consumer spending. In the retail world, mergers and acquisitions have become a way to keep growing despite macroeconomic headwinds. The growth-oriented acquisitions really help to drive the business further. For example, go from apparel and enter cosmetics. New designers can create interest because you can extend your customer base, whether it's extending your customer base older or younger, or extending your customer base globally. A lot of brands and luxury brands for the most part are up significantly 50% plus versus 2019 in the pandemic, but the growth rate on a year over year basis is definitely moderating. The other big question for luxury is, is the growth era, the golden era for luxury over? What's the new steady state for luxury? If China is dropping out of the luxury market and they were the future, are you looking at a luxury industry that is no longer 10 to 15% growth, but maybe five to 6% growth? If that's the case, then we need fewer companies. There's gonna be a lot of consolidation, a lot less profits, and maybe a lot fewer luxury consumers and brands. That's the big fear that the good times are over for the luxury industry. In the uncertain economic environment, M&A activity is one way U.S. brands are looking to compete with sector leaders from Europe. The clear message from luxury consumers around the world is they want their luxury with a European brand, either a French brand or an Italian brand. The question is, is there room for American-born brands? Capri or Tapestry, yes, they can merge, but will those consumers want an American luxury brand outside of the U.S.? Europe has been known as the heritage of luxury, where the manufacturing is done, where there's a lot of creativity. 
However, you do have some of the American brands like Ralph Lauren have a much wider footprint and is able to capture consumers of all different income levels. The macroeconomic pressures of inflation and interest rates is having a disproportionate impact on the budget consumers. The more moderate to lower income consumer, essentials is top of mind. They want to spend when there's value and when there's a deal. The trend of fashion consolidation can be seen in both high-end and budget brands. The recent deal between Chinese e-commerce giant Xi'an and U.S. brick-and-mortar retailer Forever 21 showcases how companies are leveraging M&A to expand into physical and digital markets. We have new metrics that are really arising to the top given the factors of influencers and collaborations. So marketing tools are being utilized differently today and companies are much more agile in changing whatever wasn't working to what is working. The data informs where your physical store should be. It helps you curate your product assortment. It helps you localize what should be sold where. The physical store informs how you can extend your reach and capture new customers online and also gives you an option to have goods returned to a physical store where that consumer could add additional items when they go and return the goods. Together, they help drive sales and drive margins. There's no either or. It's both, and it's a with and together business model that's most effective. The other driver of M&A in the luxury space is, you might call it star power or celebrity power. And that is because celebrities now drive luxury sales. As a result, these small brands that have existed and thrived for years by just having a boutique now need stores and marketing around the world. Fiercely independent brands are looking at a future where they have to, at some point, merge with the bigger ones.